Hi everybody, I'm Jen Johnson and you are watching Thought by Thought Healing. This is my third episode on personality traits that can perpetuate the pain cycle. And today we're gonna dig into shame. Like I mentioned last week, the onion is a great symbol of what chronic pain is like. There are many layers with chronic pain and getting to the personality traits is a great opportunity to get to some of those things that are with us all the time. And shame can be one of those things. Um, It's pretty yucky and has a pretty deep uh, effect on our nervous system. And so we're going to look into that today. I want to talk about the difference between guilt and shame and why it's important to know the difference. And I want to talk about how it affects our nervous system and why, and why it affects the pain. And then also how to claim truth and to let go of shame. So... First of all, I want to say that I have come to the conclusion that pain and the emotions that it symbolizes are um, and is an invitation from the Lord to draw near to him for truth. I think that pain is an invitation to draw near to the Lord. Why? Because most of the time when we're in chronic pain, it is because our nervous system is dysregulated and lies do that. And truth brings peace and so when we get to go to him for shame and fear and guilt and anger and all these um, distressing emotions we have an opportunity for truth that brings about freedom and love and peace in our lives and so today we're going to go to him for this subject of shame when we look at shame we have to compare it to guilt because as christians we get these two things confused Guilt is when you can name an action that you took, decision that you made that was dishonoring to God. And when we do that, it often hurts other people also. And when we do that, we have an opportunity to go to God and and ask for um, forgiveness and repent and change from that action. So with that scenario, with guilt, you're able to name it. And it is not who you are as a person. When it comes to shame, it, it tends to be a vague question of, am I dirty? Am I yucky? What is wrong with me? There's something at the core of who I am that is not good and not right. And it's an attack on our bodies and our minds. And when it comes to chronic pain, that matters because it's a nervous system dysregulation. And so when we're looking at what's happening in our brains when we're experiencing chronic shame or shame, it's a fear response. Shame is a fear that we are dirty, like I mentioned, um, that there's something that we should be ashamed of about us as a person. And so we need to cast that off because it's not true. We know who we are in Christ and we'll get to that in a minute. But when we're looking at that shame that we're feeling um, as, a, as a whole identity type of thing, um, it, we are left with this kind of this anxiety, this, um, this fear in our brains that causes us to not be able to really hear clearly God's voice. And it leaves us always questioning and asking the question, what if I am dirty? What if I am not um not clean what if there is something wrong with me Um, I'm not good enough etc but the question too is 
who, who's saying that to us? Where are we getting that message from? And the answer is it's not from the Bible. Shame, when we're talking about the type of shame I'm, shame I'm talking about, is not from the Bible. It is from expectations that our culture, our community, our society, the people, the friends that we hang out with, what they have deemed as acceptable, whether it that is things like your romantic status, um, how many social blunders you're allowed, um, body imaging, what we're supposed to or what we're not supposed to look like, what type of personality you put forth for people to see, the types of things you enjoy doing, what kind of success you've um, acquired in your life. Um, maybe shame is put on us by Uh, maybe we feel shame based on what other people in our lives are doing the choices they're making which is also not on us to carry or maybe it is one of those things where you did something that you felt guilt over and you rightfully felt guilt but you have repented and you're still living in shame from that action you took all of those examples are not from um evil they're not they're not biblical they're not things that we should be feeling shame for and they're put on us by society or ourselves another thing to look at too is christian culture sometimes we have taken as christians we have taken um, ideologies and expectations and put them on believers that are not biblical and we want to make sure that we are not shaming other people for things that we should not be um, even encouraging and even we should be fighting against um, people in our lives feeling that shame Oftentimes when we have heard a message from the people that we love and that we are around and we look up to, when we've heard a message from them over time, it becomes the message we tell ourselves. And so we can we can start to be the one that actually shames ourselves. And so it can be important to stand up to your own thought patterns and the things that your brain has started to um, introduce to you on a daily um, basis that are not based in truth. And we have the opportunity to say no to those thought patterns. Um, there's a passage that I really love in Matthew. Uh, there's this woman who's been bleeding for 12 years. She's considered um, un- unfit and unclean. And so she's a social outcast and she's been bleeding, which is ironic because we're talking about chronic pain here. And when um, she has gone to doctors for 12 years and she has not healed, she finally uh, comes in where Jesus is in the town and she gets behind him and she touches him. And he notices that that's happened and he turns around and he calls her daughter. So even though she is an outcast in the city, she, God, Jesus, calls her daughter, which is a very accepting term. And he uses the word sozo when he talks to her. And that word means he is giving her a place of safety and healing, which when we're looking at chronic pain, we're looking at the pain signal that the brain is sending because it does not feel safe and sending these messages to the body. And I find it amazing that the truth that God set her, Jesus set her free in that moment is the type of truth that we are looking for when we are feeling to be an outcast due to the standards that our, um, that our culture or the people that we hang out with and love have deemed as admirable.
We do not need to live up to those standards because we have another truth that we get to claim and own as ours. Another verse that I think is really amazing is that God says he does not give us a spirit of fear, but he gives us a spirit of love and power and self-control. And those are so freeing. Those, those, um, those placements of the mind, those mindsets that he gives us are empowering. They give us choice instead of a reaction. We get to choose between things like shame and fear and anxiety and we get an opportunity to say I'm going to reject this fear and I'm going to choose power and love and self-control. When we're in shame we have this um, fear of condemnation can be part of that that shame cycle and condemnation implies death that we deserve death and so of course when our brains detect that maybe we are not safe when we are in danger it sends the pain signal and so of course when we are struggling with shame we are going to have the pain response in our bodies we're going to have that that question of what if which puts our brain into hypervigilance and the other thing that we do when we are feeling this shame is we isolate because we are afraid that due to not meeting the standards of those around us not being um good enough or um even worse, an embarrassment because of our status in that, in, that, um, in that circle, we can then want to isolate and remove ourselves because we want to avoid the rejection that we may experience in those circles. And so that matters when it comes to chronic pain because with pain we need to replace those toxic, um, uh, distressing neural pathways that are sending the nervous system into um, fear and pain, we need to replace them with joy and peace and love and thankfulness and laughter. And when we're isolating, those opportunities are very limited and instead we generally just ruminate over the very thing that we are fearing. Shame is fear. It's the what if. It's the, it's the scared of being something dirty or unacceptable. And we know this is not true in scripture, but when we're in that state of anxiety and fear and shame, it, it gets really blurry and there's all this static and we can't think clear. God says that he is not a God of confusion. And so I believe in those moments when there is that confusion, that it is not of God. He claims to not be a God of confusion. And so I think we need to reject those times instead claim truth and trust that as we step forward one step at a time he will direct our paths but we can do it with assurance and with knowing that I am clean and I am free I am safe I am accepted and that is incredibly empowering and good because it sends signals to our brain that we're okay and we're safe and that truth that we have in Christ can free us from some of these pain signals, which is absolutely amazing. The more and more I study the mind-body connection and neuroplastic pain, the more convinced I am that God loves us and his promises and his commands are there for our own good and freedom. And so then it begs the question, okay, so we know now that there's this truth, but I have this pattern where I am attacked with shame on a daily basis. I'm triggered all the time. 
How, how do I say no to it? And now first I want to just say that no healing is linear. You will need the grace of God during this. You will have up and down, ups and downs, but um, getting on that path to the right direction, uh, in the right direction is your first step towards freedom. And so don't be discouraged when, when this is a path, but there are ways that can really help us to start to remember this and uh, remember this truth and to claim it. And some of those ways um, that I use that were really helpful is to stop, first of all, stop asking for forgiveness and for clarity and take it, own it. He has got that, that, that Bible is full of all these promises that we get to claim and own and take. He's giving them to us. We don't need to beg for them. We can say, this is mine. This scripture is for me. I am clean. I am forgiven. I am whole. And so we can reject the, the, the lie, not by naming the lie over and over again, but instead claiming the truth and owning it and letting it embody you. Sometimes we need to stop and take a rest and face the things that, that are perpetually um, ruminating in our brains. And we need to give the space to allow truth to reign. And so stopping, naming and owning the truth, and asking for help is also something that is, there is no shame in asking for help. Like I said, when we're in that shame cycle, we can't think, we can't see, um, and sometimes it can be hard to identify what the lies and the truth are. And so asking for somebody that loves you and is not part of that fear and shame cycle for you to, to help you can be a very wise decision. Also asking a counselor or a mind-body coach, somebody that can help you to see how your thoughts are, are, are creating this cycle in your body and that these, these lies, these attacks of shame on your mind and your body are not from God. And so we can choose truth and choose freedom and in the end choose healing through these paths. Another thing that was really powerful for me was to do something that was that symbolically stated, I am choosing a different pathway. This is the way that I'm going. This is how I am owning the truth. This is how I am choosing to be free. This is when I'm choosing to be free. And what I did on one occasion was I, I took little strips of paper and I wrote down the lies that I kept hearing. And then I took these little guys, I have these in my kitchen, there's three of them, filled them with water and I rolled up those little, those little fears and I threw them in these little vases. I can never get that out. It, first of all, it's full of water and so now it's waterlogged and disintegrated and um, it's gone. I don't even remember what was on those sheets now. I know they were fears, but they're gone now. Another day I was dealing with another shame and it had been snowing for a few days and I had probably like 14 inches of snow, which is not common for Seattle. And I was letting go of something and choosing truth. And I looked outside, it was actually out this window of my office, and I thought, I'm going to go make a statement. And I went and basically swam in the snow because I was declaring that I was made righteous and I was made clean by God. And sometimes those symbolic moments can help you to realize, okay, I'm making a change here. I am no longer going to use this, this um, cyclical pattern of shame, but instead I'm going to claim the truth, which is what 
it's going to be different for you than for me, but like I am clean, I am free, I am whole, and I am acceptable because he loves me. I don't have to live by the standards of the world and their expectations for who I am. So I hope this is somewhat helpful for you. I also think that it's important that as we're looking at this shame cycle that we do do some self-reflection and make sure that we're not part of that cycle for somebody else and looking at are there ways that other people that we do not believe other people are expect uh, meeting our expectations for what is cool or acceptable in our world and in our friend groups because we want to make sure that 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 shame cycle that we're struggling with is not something that we're causing in somebody else. That we're allowing people to be who they are and what God has called them to be in their lives. This has been really good for me to be praying over and um, reading in scripture this week. So I actually want to thank you guys for the opportunity to talk about this because it is so important to remind ourselves of truth continually in our lives so thank you for listening um if you would like to follow me on facebook or instagram it's under thought by thought healing i'd love it if you would subscribe to this channel on youtube and check out my website which is thoughtbythoughthealing.com i do have two courses that are available for people to take there's a two session course and a seven session course called conquering chronic pain with science and the gospel um, if this video was encouraging to you, please like it. It does, every little bit does add up and, and help me out. So thanks everybody. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you later. Bye.